You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode nine of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round seven. This episode is brought to you by a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of Montreal voices suddenly cried out in terror and were silenced by an FC Cincinnati first victory. Ah, oh, wait, sorry. Sorry. No, uh, no. Actually, brought to you by the amazing Patreon community for the MLS Fantasy Insider and MLSFantasyBoss.com. You guys knew I'd work in the Star Wars reference after we missed May the 4th. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I'm joined by our co-hosts, Blaine Riffle and Ashley Savage. I'd also like to welcome our special guests straight from the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord admin player pool, Christian Ward, a.k.a. X-Ward, Cross-Ward, whatever you want to say that. Uh, how are you doing, y'all? That was a weird, yeah, it was like a combination of y'all and guys, and it just didn't work out. So how are you all doing? I'm good. I'm great. I am just beautiful. It's that's <laughs> you're beautiful. We're all beautiful tonight. That that's what it is. I like the pause because <laughs> Ashley's like, I wait for Blaine to I go first. And Blaine Blaine knows it. And so he yeah. and so he waits. It's a nice uh, game we like to play, Blaine and I. It it is. And you know the funny part is people who are listening to the podcast may not know because I edit some stuff sometimes when there's long pauses so it it just sounds different sometimes yeah. but those of you who have joined us live you get the full behind the curtain mm -hmm. view thank you everyone who uh is joining us live thank you kingdom I, I tried i thought that was a good opportunity for the star wars reference uh, like i said no no may the fourth episode this year so had to had to work something in uh, very excited to have Christian with us here. He is our Minnesota expert and one of the admins over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. So if you are a frequent visitor there, you've probably encountered him before, uh, but he is top notch. And if you have any problems with Discord, you can let him know because he can help fix them, as can Older Goaler. But Older Goaler is camera shy and will not come on the show. So there we go. Uh, Christian, welcome back. Second appearance on the show. Thanks. Yeah. Second one. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh yeah, of course. Well, I know we're going to slight teaser in this first part of the show, this first segment, we're going to have a Minnesota breakdown because I know I've been wondering about this and I think some other people who have been listening will appreciate it. Just the, what to expect from Minnesota after the slow start, a small uptick, then a bye week going forward. So we're going to get to that really shortly, but before there, let's do the quick usual recap of our teams and their results from the previous round. Blaine. Yeah, 83 points, so not too happy about that. If I had been a little bit closer to the pack, I'd only need to make up about 25, 30 points to make Champions League. As it sits now, I'm about 40 points back, and I don't think there's a way I can make up 40 points in a single week. Um, lots of misses all around. Um, Brandon Bay didn't hit. New England giving up the clean – or losing the clean sheet there. Brad Smith doing Brad Smith things to us we talked about him being best player yeah i think it went to his head i had chicharito um it's so hard to judge a player when you get a red card on your team that early in the game it's just it changes up the dynamic when you're going offensive 
honestly, if you're going to have a red card, you almost want defenders on the team that gets the red card because they're going to bunker and it's going to help your chances there. Attackers usually drop off. Medina on the bench only gave me a four, so I rolled away from him and hit with Glesnes on the on the switch there to make up a little bit of ground. But overall, not a great week. The only really good thing I had going for me is I did Captain Heal. So 30 points right there. I'll take that. Um, yeah, 83. Just it's, I mean, it's the first drop I've had in overall rank this season. I've been steadily climbing since week one, and this one just set me back. I think that's going to kill my Champions League's hope for this first set. Ashley. Yeah, I mean, I got 76, which I feel great about because I captained Brad Smith. So to get a 76 without captaining heel, I think uh, I'm not, I'm upset at Brad Smith, but I'm not that upset at my week. Um, I had a, a couple misses too, which again, until the last seven minutes was a great captain choice. And I kind of stand by it, but not really. Um, I had a couple hits. I had Leal, Leal hit. Um, I had Mialovic, which I think a lot of people did too. Um, I swapped in Vela last minute, which was better than who I had in there. Um, and that Nashville defense came up for me. Like I think it did for a lot of other people, but, um, you know, generally not, not my favorite week. I was so many points outside of champions league that I wanted to kind of just do something very different and mathematically captain Brad Smith made sense to me. It just happened to be uh, his worst week in fantasy in seven weeks. So what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, so I slipped slightly, but not a ton um, in overall ranking, but definitely not getting into that Champions League slot this this time. Christian, how'd you do? I did okay. Um, okay. I scored enough to get week rank 11 with 114 points. Yeah, okay, indeed. Okay. Um, yeah, and... Um, I kind of actually, it's so funny because I didn't, I set my team up for the auto route. Okay. I five at the back, two defensive scrubs um, and went on the boat all Saturday and didn't even look at a game until I got back Saturday. <laughs> so, you know, I, I took a lot of late players and it paid off. Um, so take that for what it's worth and wink, wink. Um, anyway, I uh, originally, I, I like a lot of people on Discord, uh, we were going full three uh, Seattle defenders with Cleveland, um, Smith, and Roldan. Few people were doing that, and I faded that at the last minute because I just didn't have a good feeling about it. And I pivoted to Yamar, and that actually didn't work out, but it allowed me to get Wagner, Glasnes, Zimmerman, and Johnston. Uh, and I ended up scrubbing a mid, which I never do. Um, also had heel. I captained him, had Montero, Leal. A lot of people tried to convince me out of Leal, and I said, nope. Same, yeah. And I'm glad I stuck with it. Um, I took Vela. I'm not disappointed. Um, I don't know if he's ready, but I'm still picking him this week. Uh, anyway, Ketterer worked out for Spoilers. me on the bench. So, Valeri. Um, my only two duds were Kyoto and Higuain on the on the bench. So I got lucky. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, that's a solid score. I also had 83 points myself. Uh, my overall value now is 115.8. So I think I went up uh, two points and some change, maybe right there. Um, uh, went down a little bit in the overall rankings for myself. Uh, I think I was within that top. Was, I was within the top 200 and I dropped a little bit below the top 200. So uh, definitely if you were scoring in the 90s or triple digits is where you wanted to be to either stay where you were or to, to inch up some this week. My my shortcomings, a lot of it came to yeah, my defense, my, my defensive switcheroos and the, the players I was going with. I had Brad Smith as well. Uh, did not come through. And I was like you, Christian, and and I faded a midfielder to have part of my uh, auto route to work. And I never do that. Um, and it was to, to mixed results. I, I went with the Rui Diaz Higuain Vela um, front line right there. And so I had some good points. Uh, Heel came through. Montiero came through. Uh, Perea did not come through for me with Orlando, really. I mean, he had four points, but. Um, it was, it was okay, uh, but no, I also did not catch any games. And just first, I'll say, not looking for sympathy here, just laying it out, to be honest with you all. Uh, I was at my grandmother's memorial service on Saturday, and so did not get to check anything. So I also had mostly just auto ruse going there. So I'm not going to have any fantasy takeaways besides Cincinnati won. <laughs> uh, but no, so that's, that's where it seems like the game came down to as far as points. Uh, pretty pretty competitive but as we've already mentioned a couple times this was the final round of the first qualifying quarter yeah i guess that's what we'll call yeah. it quadrant yeah. whatever round? uh the first the first round round of four um for qualifying for the champions league so if if you are not in a high spot it's totally okay you're going to have a new league added to your to your league list automatically that will be for the uh, second they'll say fcl fantasy champions league qualifier two and it's going to be weeks two through 14 or whatever it is um, and so that'll be your chance to finish in the top 100 again to be able to qualify for the fantasy round nothing resets your budget stay the same the players stay the same but now you've got seven weeks of information for how to expect players to to move forward and a whole lot of upcoming double game weeks so that's how it's going to play still plenty of time in the season plenty of opportunities to make it into the champions league for a shot at some great prizes uh, let's do some of the quick takeaways from, from this past round. Like I said, I'm not going to be giving a takeaway since I didn't really get to watch any games. I read up on some stuff, but I didn't get to really see anything. So I'm just going to pass on this one and to give some time because we're going to let Christian talk about Minnesota as soon as Blaine and Ashley finish. <laughs> hint, hint. So Blaine, uh, what's your, what's your takeaway from uh, this past round, round six? Yeah. Um, Montreal kind of shocked me with, how much they let down. I thought their defense was a little better than that. Nothing against FC Cincinnati here. I think they had a, a great game. And Lakati has been one of those players through the years that we've looked at to do more. He came on and got a goal within 15 minutes. Um, one of their defenders got another one. Moderita still a beast in fantasy. Um, he's putting up good numbers, whether he's there, whether he's playing well or not, he got an assist in this one. So uh, as you start looking at this team coming around, he's there. I'm just I'm disappointed with Montreal. Uh, Mihailovic got the goal to kind of salvage any switcheroo chances there. But everybody else was kind of a dud this week. I guess Kyoto got the assist, but it wasn't enough to do a whole lot. I just that one that one was frustrating. Uh, Jeff Cameron got an 11 without a clean sheet. 
like that he got an assist in there but when you start talking okay he's got eight without a clean sheet minus the assist that's a huge number for a defender um maybe he is real um after his first game he was pretty awful the first game back but we'll see um Polito picked up four bonus points. Uh, we always talk about forwards getting bonus points being very valuable. He got four bonus points on top of a goal and an assist. He's getting key passes and big chance creations that add up quickly. Uh, Shallow, we got a goal and an assist as well. That looks like a pretty good two-headed monster coming in, and they both seem to be scoring pretty well when they have a good matchup. I think they're feeding off each other a whole lot. Um, RSL got a draw on the road. We've never really liked them as a road team, but that one to get a comeback against Dallas at Dallas, um, really good there. Rubin's still scoring, uh, got on the score sheet again. Um, not, I don't want to read too much into it. I'm not going to channel too much Jay tonight. Um, I think RSL is on the upswing a little bit, and I think Dallas isn't quite where we would expect them to be. They've got They've got some names we've liked and relied on. I just don't think they're the same team that they were the last few seasons defensively. And so I think this is probably a little bit of RSL being good and a little bit of Dallas coming down to earth. So read what read into that what you want. But yeah, I, I think it's a little bit safer to start picking RSL guys a little more often. Ashley. Yeah. Um, you know, Silver Ryan picked up player of the week this week for MLS, but both those goals were stunners, but Columbus still hasn't scored from open play. And that is a just mind blowing, unless you count own goal, which I do not. So um, <laughs> they've, they've definitely rotated their rosters to accommodate CCL and stuff, but that's just something I'm paying attention to kind of every week with them is why aren't they scoring from open play? Um, so you have a lot of guys like Pedro Santos and Zardes who just aren't getting those points that we normally expect from a Columbus team. So they're at home this week against Toronto, who is a little banged up still and all these things, but um, that's just something I'm, I'm paying attention to from a fantasy perspective because um, those free kicks were stunners, but I just, you know, if it's not that, can they score? I hope so. Um, Seattle took a, took a tie. Um, I think that the wing back on wing back combination that Atlanta brought out against uh, Alex Roldan and Brad Smith had an impact. Um, I know I don't necessarily expect the same from Austin for Seattle this week, um, but I don't think it's, it's fair to quite yet say we're going to fade some of these Seattle fantasy guys, but um, they definitely looked a little mortal this week. And then Carlos Vela's back question mark. Um, I saw moments, we were able to watch that game, my husband and I, and um, I saw moments of the villainous that didn't equate to fantasy, kind of. Um, Obviously, he got seven, he got involved, um, but they referenced several times so they were watching his minutes and those types of things. So um, I'm interested to see if a NYC defense is somewhere where he can kind of open it up. Um, I think that Rossi looked good having him back and just kind of pulling that attention away. So. I'm not always captaining him yet, but I'm definitely paying attention to what he's doing now that he's working his way back up to match fitness. All right, uh, Christian, before we turn it over to you to talk about uh, just what Minnesota 
is going to be fantasy wise going forward after this weird start kind of reset to this bye week uh, is there anything else you want to add about round six as a takeaway before you dive in oh me yeah. <laughs> um i have a couple of notes i i'll just glance over them um i found it pretty cool that the timbers actually blanked la galaxy uh, i know there was a red card involved a lot of people saying whatever. Yeah, heck of a red card. <laughs> yeah, and it was well deserved. Um, but uh, like I, you know, everybody ahead of time was like, "Is Chicharito going to be effective on turf?" Blah blah blah. Is that even a thing? That's what I was going to ask. Um, the other thing that I was kind of observant of was like, there's a lot of unexpected away wins and draws this week. FC Cincinnati um, was one of them. Congratulations, Reed. Uh, Columbus, I did not pick them to win that game. And uh, RSL, certainly not. Atlanta against Atlanta looked damn good, in my opinion. Sorry, Ashley, but they I, did. I agree. You're not offending me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and my last takeaway was what the heck is up with Miami? And I think that's pretty self explanatory, so we can move on. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, well, no, well, thank you. Uh, I saw some some good comments in chat as well. Um, but now we're going to let Christian keep talking because I know Minnesota started out not as we all expected. Christian, I think is right. a nice way to put it. Um, we started betting against them. They had a couple of victories in their double game week, and now we've had this bye week. And I believe you all have brought in at least one new maybe two new players. You brought in some new, some new players, I think. Um, so this is kind of a reset, maybe ending on a high note going forward with fantasy. What should managers be looking at as options for Minnesota? Well, first and foremost, you should be looking at Reynoso's health. Uh, he's been carrying a knock for the last several game weeks. Um, hasn't been widely publicized, but he has been. And, um, I think he's expected to start every single game. It's just that, you know, is he going to get the minutes? And, you know, he's been taken off a couple of times early, last couple of games, and we know how Heath does not like to, to sub. So it must be something that concerns him, of course. It's his star player. Um, but I, you know, I would not in the near future expect Reynoso to get more than like 75 minutes a game. And for me personally, that does not deter me one bit from picking him. Just, just so you know. <laughs> um, the second thing is, um, yeah, we started out really badly. Um, we went into Seattle with a chip on our shoulder after the uh, playoff loss. And um, we truly believed that we could beat them. And looking at that lineup that Seattle had and the experiment, the grand experiment with three at the back, uh, we were really confident, and frankly, all of Discord was really confident that that uh, Minnesota would go in and kick their butts. And what happened was, they kicked our butts <laughs> quite a bit, and and uh, so that basically started a downward spiral. And I can't emphasize enough about uh, gaining a losing mentality. Uh, you know, some people call it that. Some people call it. Um, uh, making losing a habit. Um, anyway, uh, it became a, a habit for us. And I kept saying on Discord, hey, we're missing some serious pieces here. 
And that's what I'd like to talk about next is the serious pieces that have finally arrived. We have, we went out and spent $5 million and in other leagues, that's not a lot of money, but in this league it is. Uh, three and a half million on a, a designated player named Adrian Hunu. And it's like, yes, it's like, who knew, Reed? That's how you say it. I mean, it's 50-50. Actually, no, I wouldn't have. You would have messed that up for sure. I would have messed that up. I would have. Uh, So he's in the game at 8 million, Uh and he's a forward, uh, which creates all kinds of complications for our expected lineup. Uh, The other player is Franco Fragapane. Um, Yep, that's how you say his last name, Fragapane. Uh, he, uh, Skyler told me that he's, he's not in the game yet. He'll be in the game probably tomorrow. Uh, he's going to slate him in as a mid at 9 million. And I kind of feel like he's worth it. Um, he's going to be on the left wing and, uh, both of these guys are good and they are going to be available for selection at RSL this weekend. I'm not saying that they're going to start, saying they're available. I don't know what the heck goes through Heath's mind, but if he doesn't start Fragapane, he's going to have a full revolt on his hands because Fragapane is match fit. He's gone through quarantine. He should start. Um, He just spent the last couple of uh, weeks playing, starting and playing in Copa Sudamerica. So with Talaris. couple other little housekeeping things about Minnesota United, uh, about international call-ups. We can, we're going to go over this later, but Jan Gregush uh, was not called up by Finland. He'll stay with the club. Robin Lode and uh, Jukov Rotala, both of those guys were called up, but they're staying this weekend. Uh, so Lode, if you're looking at Lode, he will play. Um, uh, Bakay Devasi is expected to return from injury. Uh, and feature this week. And my guess is he's going to just slot right in for right Ella. It's going to start. And thank God for that. Um, we're really thin at center back, as you guys all know. And, um, and he's a much needed uh, addition. Um, I believe that Hunu will start up top this game if he's match fit. If not, it'll be Avila. Um, it could be load again, but I doubt it. Uh, Fragapane will, uh, will start uh, if he's, since he's Matt's fit. That's my prediction. Uh, so now there's all this talk about how do you fit all these guys into your best 11 and play a match, right? There's all kinds of speculation out there about a 3-5-2. Uh, I think that that would put all of our best players on the pitch. But of course, Adrian Heath is likely married to the 4-2-3-1 formation. So it'll be interesting to see how they line up. Um, I have a a graphic that I actually posted to Discord, just a lineup graphic. Um, And I don't know if you want to show that, Reed, if if you can, I don't know. But uh, who knew it's probably going to be either the preferred starting striker in the 4-2-3-1, Fragapan, Fraga Payne, sorry, I'm, I'm doing read. Fraga Payne right, on the are, left, Reynoso in the center, Lode on the right. Uh, Alonso, Gregush, Gasper, Oxall, Debassi, Metnair, and Miller. Those are probably going to be your starting 11. Um, why he keeps starting Will Trap is beyond me, and 
I have Why Tyler Miller? Can I ask? That's a great question. Um, because they're they're probably equally good at two different skill sets. Mm -hmm. um, as a goalkeeper, I think you'll probably understand what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, like Dane St. Clair has youth and youth comes with reaction time. And Tyler Miller is a little bit older. He's got the experience. We've seen time and time again, Dane St. Clair making reaction saves that are just amazing saving penalties, things like that. That's what the youth brings. Tyler Miller, on the other hand, he's got positioning where, where Dane probably doesn't have the best positioning sometimes. So, you know, I don't really disagree with Tyler Miller starting, to be honest, but um, I love Dane St. Clair, and it's just a happy problem to have, having two great goalkeepers like that. Um, so I hope that answers your question. Um, so the big question, the burning question is, are <laughs> Minnesota United capable of becoming the first club in MLS history to start a season with four straight losses and still make the playoffs? That's going to be the measuring stick of Reynoso and these two new guys and how this team gels. I am hopeful. I really am. And there's a lot of people who look at this lineup and they go, holy cow, they're for real. Um, I haven't heard any feedback and maybe that's just people being polite because of me, but I haven't heard a single peep about them going, eh, <laughs> you know, like everybody's really positive about these guys. So I would really focus on Huno and Fragapane and Lode and Reynoso. That, that foursome is going to wreak some havoc in this league. I'm telling you right now. And that's, that's maybe the Homer talking, but, <laughs> it's it's pretty uh it's pretty formidable you're in good company here with that homer talk. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> need a little homer need a little homer no that gets that gets the good uh uh inference soren um we're thinking that who knew will start but but it's all it's all tbd i mean so if it, you're if you're looking go ahead this game he may be coming off the bench okay he hasn't played a lot of minutes um if he's match fit he'll start obviously but because he's a three and a half million dollar designated player. He does like to ease people in though. Even it doesn't matter how much he spends, but um, I, I would think that he would start him if he's match fit. Uh, he doesn't like Abila that much. It's kind of plain to see. Um, he likes Abila for what he is, but I don't think he had his sights on Abila as being the number nine. Yeah. And if you all are interested in taking a sh shot at some of these Minnesota players, uh, this is a good round for them to be part of your team or part of your planning because Minnesota has the last game of the Saturday matches. So you're looking at Sunday as potential switches if they're coming off your bench or just your options there if you need to replace somebody if you don't see them in a starting lineup. And with Philadelphia and Seattle, you definitely have fantastic midfield options. Uh, and some forward options you could make. And you even have some flyers with Portland and, and Austin that you may want to take as some differentials. So it's a good setup if you're looking for a, a differential pick to try to help catch up some points to break into that top 100, or if you just want to have some fun and play around with something new and maybe hope for a value game. Uh, it, it's a good it's a good uh, place to be for this this setup. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid of RSL's defense. <laughs> then there's that too. 
Uh, well, thank you so much, Christian. I know that uh, I had thought a lot about Minnesota and we were thought about having you on last week when they were on the bye, but I thought this week made more sense to really talk about what to bring into your team. Uh, so it, it sounds like there is some um, just slight, uh, i trying to think, like there's a maybe. It, they, they may still be good, it's a, but it's definitely to go back to the beginning of the season. This is not a fade team. This is a solid like switcheroo team for really right is. now. A solid switcheroo team to see what's going on. Totally. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for that. Okay. Um, we are going to move into segment two now of our show, our housekeeping section. Okay, so as usual, going to start with a congratulations to all of our league winners. Uh, so congratulations to the uh, this. It's been all three for a while, but the MLS Fantasy Boss and the Discord head to or Classic League, the Open League is uh, so Brian Coral FC uh, only is only winning those two, not all three, because the Reddit League is uh, being led right now by Beetle FC. Uh, so congrats to you all right there. And then our Patreon open, uh, HG is winning that, one of our longtime supporters. Thank you so much with 564 points. Fantastic score right there. And as for the head-to-heads, which are uh, close to my heart, the uh, Discord League is in a nine-way tie of players who are 6-0-0, and I am no longer a member of that elite group right there it was it was a rough i had some very close discord matches uh, even with my 83 right there uh patreon we had our first uh pod pod off this week too i was gonna wrap up with that oh, sorry forget it we did, we did. sorry no that that forget you heard that everybody uh the patreon head-to-head uh we have the squirtle squads uh, i believe that is mr tyler bartles who is uh winning with a, a score of five one and oh so not perfect there and then yes uh in in the patreon or sorry the mls fantasy insider invitational head-to-head uh skyler is still leading with a perfect score of a six oh and oh perfect record with 6-0-0 right there but we had our first uh hosts head-to-head right there we had ashley going up against uh my team and that was the only head-to-head that that i won yeah this week so brad smith uh, and i say you're welcome (laughs) thank you yes the captain uh i don't know let me just say, I just, I just, I was fooling around with my fantasy team and clicked off for a second. It was like, do you want to leave without saving? I was like, no, I don't want to leave without saving. And then it left. That should make you stop. Um, aside, sorry, that was a quick tangent. Yes, never captain a defender. That's that's just where I'm going to come on down on that. It is too risky. It, it's just ridiculous. And I am hard, never captain a defender. It's, oh, my. It's absolutely. absolutely so, but you did it. I did it. I had to try it. You tried. Yep. It's okay. Nothing venture. If you had fun, that's what matters. I had fun um, for eighty-three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. Uh, but congratulations to all of you, beautiful people who are are winning. That's the theme of the show: the beautiful, yeah, beautiful, beautiful people. people. Uh, thank you so much for for playing and being part of all of our communities. And you're doing fantastic. Uh, as we already mentioned, the round this round seven starts on Saturday, May 29th at one o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, with the New York Red Bulls versus Orlando and Chicago versus 
Montreal. So we have two games kicking off at the same time, and they just keep piling on from there. As far as double game weeks go, nobody is on a double game week. We're not into that madness yet. But we have one team on a bye, and that is Vancouver. And so you should be able to easily find some 4.0 players right there. Actually, at forward, you may have a a trouble. I think 4.3 might be the lowest uh, but you can go around and, and find some good options. But Vancouver is the easy go-to for switcheroos. And I definitely have two defenders in that 4.0 range that you can use to make your, your switches work. Uh, before we jump into Blaine's injury suspensions and call-ups, big shout-out that we have here to Ranchinator, who put together a preliminary list of international call-ups. I'm going to read through that real quick. Uh, these are the ones that he is 100% sure about based on the lineups that have already come out. Uh, then we have some other teams that we're a little bit, a little bit more on the fence with. Uh, over with Atlanta, Joseph Martinez, uh, Hernandez, Lopez, question mark, and Barco. Nobody for Austin, Chicago. We have Frankowski, uh, Jimenez, and Calvo. Cincinnati has Matarita and Cruz. Colorado has Acosta. Columbus has Awful and Room. DC United has Moreno and Mora. FC Dallas has Acosta, Vargas, and Sean. Anybody? Shown. Okay. Shown. There we go. I should have gone with it. Should have gone with it. (laughs) You got one right. (laughs) I I had one, but I just second guessed myself. Uh, Houston, Lassiter, Figura, and Garcia. LA Galaxy. I know this is one that's been talked about a lot already. So, Legit, Dos Santos, uh, Gonzalez, and Fisher are all going to be going to be out. I think Legit and Dos Santos are probably the most crucial ones there uh, that everybody is uh, keeping an eye on. LAFC, Mark Anthony K, um, Plasios, some of the ones you're going to look at for there. Miami, Leardom, Minnesota, St. Clair. We, we already talked about that kind of stuff with, we got Minnesota taken care of. Uh, Montreal, Lapaninen, Kiza, uh, Wanyama, Waterman, Piet, and Miller. Nashville, Lille, Cadiz, Johnston, and uh, Godoy. Keep an eye on there. Uh, New York Red Bulls, Caceres Jr. You want to keep an eye on. New York City FC, Thorinson, Callens, and Medina. Orlando Galice and uh, Mendez. Philadelphia, Mziazo. I, I didn't even... I just from the beginning, yeah. I knew. Bazio. Not too hard to, I know. I I, I knew actually, that one, and I just. Bazo, Bazo. That's what it is. I, I tripped over it. I just choked on that one. I knew that one. I messed it up. That one. It's not an easy name. Bazo, uh, uh, Blake Burke, Martinez, and Montiero, uh, Portland, Mora, and Bravo. Well, let's see here. I'm trying to find some of the uh, San Jose Earthquakes, Yule and Lopez, Seattle. Here's one right here. Now, actually, I think you said this is. I have. I have Nuhu Ruiz and Ariaga, but you saw some news today. So they haven't confirmed. Ariaga hasn't been confirmed as a call up, even though he 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 should be. Nuhu supposedly wasn't going to leave until after the game on Sunday. His camp starts on the thirtieth, and the thirtieth is when Seattle plays Austin. So the team hasn't announced that he's leaving. Um, and then Rui Diaz is this, is a similar situation where they haven't said that he's missing that game for national team duty. Um, so that's something that I, if you feel the need to go with either a Seattle defender or Rui Diaz that you pay attention to during the week, because it should come out before the game, I would imagine. Um, especially with the way those two are on social media, um, someone's going to, going to flag them at the airport in some way, but 
missing new who I think affects a lot of your sales defensive choice and missing Rudy is it's the last game of the week. Like that's what makes, I think those, those choices tricky is um, if they are missing this week, for some reason, it kind of ha- leaves you in a bind fantasy wise, but the Sounders have not said that they are missing this game yet. Yeah. Sporting Kansas city, Polito, uh, Toronto, uh, Solteldo, Lorea, Nelson, uh, Lawrence, Vancouver, um, is on a buy, so you don't care. Um, and chat pointed out that not all of these players are, are out, but all of these players have potential to be out. The ones for sure that can be out that you're probably looking at. Uh, I mean, Acosta over at Colorado is definitely out. Legit and Dos Santos are definitely out. Lapalinen is definitely out. Um, Polito is definitely out. So these are just guys to keep an eye on. They've been identified as being on rosters and call-ups for, for their teams. And so there is a chance they might not play or they they could see limited minutes uh, because of wanting to make sure they're not hurt or injured going into those call-ups. So keep an eye on that. Head over to Discord. You can check out the lists. Uh, have we gotten this pinned yet, Blaine? Uh, yes. Or is it part of the big the big? The big it's, I think there's a separate one for that, Christian. Did we have a separate one for international? Yeah, there's a separate one for internationals, but they're they are getting listed in the big one in the mega reference as well. Yeah. yeah, so head over there to check all that. Blaine, I'll throw it off to you and Christian for the rest of the injury report. Yeah, well, everybody, we've got Christian on the show. Christian's one of the admins that helps us spearhead this uh, mega reference, which does all of the set piece takers and all of our absences. So give him a shout out. Uh, say thanks for all the work he does on it. Um, this week, I, I thankfully there were not a ton of new additions. Um, the worst one we've got is Andy Polo took a nasty challenge, and it looks like he's probably done for the season. Uh, some massive damage in his knee. I don't know that it was an ACL tear, but I think it's just about as bad as it can be without tearing your ACL. Um, other than that, I didn't see a ton of new injuries come up. Most of what's been added to the sheet since the weekend was international duty uh, a couple of red cards i know um cannot remember who it was for galaxy that picked up the red card that took polo out what williams williams, williams. yeah so with a couple of players missing adding on another red card will not help and then there was another red card somewhere else but i cannot remember which one that was off the top of my head i don't think that got entered yet been a busy day so we didn't get to it so we'll get more information out from discord i will try to get some of that running on twitter as well because it is internationals and a lot of that but check us out on on discord we've got everything there and it's getting updated this today was a busy day for me but it was fun coming in and seeing all sorts of updates and just how this document kept growing even when a couple of key players were out and about all day today yeah, you can access that uh, the Discord community very easily by going to mlsfantasyboss.com slash Discord. Uh, there's the link that you can join. And we have over 700 members uh, as part of our community now. So it's an amazing group of people to uh, just to play the game with. And chat, chat and tonight was helping out. Uh, it was Andreas Reyes for Red Bulls. They got the other red card for the weekend. There you go. Anything else to add, Christian? I do not. I spent most of my day um, doing housekeeping for uh, those documents and stuff. So I never really actually, <laughs> never really actually looked at what I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> the data entry, always important behind the scenes. 
All right, well, let's move on to uh, segment number three, our player picks for round seven. Okay, so as we usually do, most promising games or just what we're most looking forward to from a fantasy perspective, Christian, kick us off. I'm looking at uh, LAFC versus New York City. Um, They've got some uh, perforation on their back line that doesn't make them the best dang defense in the world ever anymore. So I'm looking at uh, a lot of LAFC opportunities, at least. I don't know if they're going to put them in the back of the net, but at least I hope they will. Um, uh, With Collins being out, and if he's not out injured, he's probably called up. So... Uh, there was talk as well about Thor Aronson getting called up and not being available for this game. And uh, Tinnerholm is injured. So I was like, oh, yeah, like three quarters of their defense is gone. Yeah. Great picking. And they have um, to travel across the country. Yeah, yeah, that too. Exactly. Thank you very much. Um, it just felt right. Anyway, next game is uh, Colorado versus FC Dallas. FC Dallas may be able to score. I'm not a big believer in Colorado clean sheets. Um, this could be like three to two, in my opinion. FC Dallas just loves to let goals in the back of the net. I don't know why. To me, they have a better defense now than they did before, but uh, yeah, they're bad. Um, LA Galaxy versus San Jose, Cali Classico. That sucker is going to be a barn burner, and I am really debating whether or not Chicharito is worth it because all the hype around that game. Um, I might just pull the trigger on him. Uh, the last one is obviously Seattle versus Austin. I don't think I think Austin can be good, but I don't think they will be good. So therefore, I'm picking Seattle big time. Sure, it's a good good way to approach it, Ashley. Yeah, I'm uh I'm here for this uh, Cincinnati New England game. Uh, I think that New England is is debatably one of the best informed teams in the East right now. I know people will say, "What about Philly?" And like that's fair too. Um, but fantasy wise, from a fantasy perspective, um, you're getting some real production out of Bo. Obviously, Heal is is really clicking. Um, the defenders are kind of hit or miss right now, where which is where I think Philadelphia is better for fantasy, but. Um, they're also not missing any key pieces, New England. Uh, so I'm interested to see how they go into Cincinnati because I will be the first to say it to Reed's face that I don't know that I think Cincinnati is a, a must bet against all the time, it's, at least for clean sheets anymore um because they're scoring goals. So I'm I'm paying attention to that game. I also love Cali Classico. Um Greg Bandy's just done a really good job with that Galaxy team, and I know that they're missing two really important fixtures of their starting lineup, but if anybody's going to score in a Cali Classico, it's Chicharito. Now, with that said, I'm also flirting with not having him, but San Jose is also San Jose. So um, in in L.A., the way he's scored in L.A. so far this season, um, it's got to be something to pay attention to. And then, yes, even though they have burned me for the first time this year, um, I am also here for the Seattle Austin game. I'm going to it actually. I'm good to go. Ooh, fun. Uh, yeah, you guys have picked pretty much all the ones that that I was looking into. Uh, I mean, this this Miami DC game is is just teasing me if what could happen. Miami has not been 
what I hope Miami would have been uh, at times and DC is is not doing well right now but I, I don't know that's that's interesting but no you guys have I think hit all all the high points for for the game so let's just jump right into our keepers and defenders and clean sheet chances Blaine yeah so I'll start with clean sheets like I always do um I like Philadelphia this week but I am going to kind of watch the international call-ups if Montiero's gone uh, that changes things um but I do like the way Philly's playing it looks like most of their defense is going to be intact um Obviously, Seattle playing Austin. I think when Austin gets home, they're going to be a scoring threat, but I don't know that you can really bank on them against a Seattle team that's this strong. Even if a couple of players are missing, I think Seattle's there. Um, sporting is one that I want to see that lineup, but there is a, if a couple of the guys come back, I think this is a chance to get a clean sheet at home. Um, Columbus, obviously, is another one that's they, – they're not scoring goals, but they're not giving up a ton of goals. Uh looking there and then i like colorado's defense sam vines came back we had matt on the show last week the the defense is looking better and better there's i think they've got it i don't trust dallas on the road at altitude as much i think this is a chance where you can really go in on colorado and i think some of their guys are a little bit cheaper still which really helps because certain teams like philly and seattle are starting to price themselves out of a lot of of a lot of play um with that said, I'm watching lineups with international duties. I, I don't know who my first keeper is, and I'm going to be rotating to Cleveland or maybe Stuver, depending on what I'm feeling. Like, I I don't know. The the way Seattle attacks, Stuver gets all those bonus points for shooting at him. If, if you don't like the clean sheet, which I kind of like it for Seattle, so I'll probably have to take Cleveland. But if you want a, just a better floor, Stuver's probably there. I think he deserves a shout out this week. Have no idea where I'm going for my first goalkeeper because I don't know how much money I've got. I'd love to get one of these clean sheet guys, but they're all kind of getting expensive. And so if room's out on international duty this weekend, I'll probably go with the Columbus backup just because it's a it's going to be a better value pick. But it kind of is going to depend on rotation. All right, Ashley. Yeah, um, I... I'm also just kind of going back and forth with who I want my bench keeper to be. Um, but my keeper is going to be Cleveland just because money point, you know, bonus points, who they're playing. Um, I think I miss Stefan Fry, but I don't miss his price tag. So um, I'm, I'm going to pay attention to, to Cleveland while we have him. Um, I'm also looking at Philly, but watching those international call-ups. I'm also looking at Columbus, but watching those international call-ups. Um, I am considering Chicago's defense, but I saw a lot of people talking about it in Discord. Or not a lot of people. I saw it being talked about in Discord today um, and amongst my circle as well, but their first shutout was last week against Inter. Um, some of their defenders have been getting some bonus points, but nothing crazy. They're all still priced so low that tells me that they're not putting up a lot of points per game. Um, but just listening to Reed tell up all the people that Montreal are missing, maybe I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shout. Um, my whole general takeaway with this whole week is to just look at lineups. I mean, and I know that that's not helpful on a Monday, <laughs> but um, you know, depending on what Montreal puts out, I might give that Chicago defense a shout for my bench. Right. Christian, who are you looking at? For clean sheets, uh, Seattle, is the only clear one that I see. Um, 
Atlanta possibly, um, I'm banking on that yeah. actually. Um, and maybe Sporting Kansas City, depending upon, again, rotation and stuff like that. Um, they have a lot of injuries on their back line. I mean, Ilya is starting uh, center back. <laughs> um, and uh, I actually like Chicago's chances at a uh, clean sheet this week. And, yeah, small sample size. But guess what? It's against a toothless Montreal team that doesn't seem to want to play soccer. Uh, or at least quality soccer. Um, for defenders, I'm going to go five at the back again and do two defensive scrubs and try the auto roo again since that worked out really well for me last week. Um, my three are Lennon. Uh, that dude has more crosses than should legally be allowed. Mm-hmm. And, yep. And um, I'm going Smith and rolled on. And I think a lot of people wanted to double up on Seattle or triple up on Seattle last week. I think this is the week to do it. Not last week. This is the week to do it. Um, I, I just, I just do not, I have watched very, very closely them play Nashville and Seattle's defense, I believe is just as good, if not better than Nashville's defense. I will say to watch and, that new who situation though, because this, this new back three, hasn't happened mm-hmm. without him yet. And so, I, I mean, you're mm-hmm. talking to me, so obviously I'm going to sit here and let you say all these nice things about Seattle. But I hesitate just slightly as it's the last game of the week with that. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I, I don't know what it's going to look like if he isn't there. Well, who would it be? Who Probably would be a, a, a dual situation. Either they'd put Shane O'Neill in and play with three yep. true center backs or they'd move Brad Smith back there and put someone else on the wing, which I think is less likely. Um, right. But that it, it's just, we haven't seen it without Nuhu is my only like somewhat. That's, that's true. I, I do like having a natural center mm-hmm. back as a replacement. Sure. There. I think Shane will do fine. Um, if you noticed in that uh, Austin game against Nashville, they couldn't finish. They kept, how many yeah. shots? How many on target? One, I think, if I'm not mistaken. One shot Half on target. Shot the entire I game. I love that. That's my favorite interaction. How many? One. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I said that like I knew that that was a real answer. <laughs> um, I think it's one. Chat's probably going to correct me. Um, so anyway, that's a ballsy pick. I know it's a ballsy I'm pick. Like- I like ballsy mm-hmm. picks. All right. Uh, goalkeeper, I'm, I've got Cleveland on the back end of a Shuttleworth keeperoo. And, I mean, if I'm going to tout Chicago, I'm going to put Shuttleworth in there. So that's, that's me for the defensive side. As I just said in chat, I think the only real question that most of us have about Seattle, though, is if who's out there, who's lying down behind the wall? No one. That's the problem. No. Zero people. <laughs> Zero people. Uh, no, you guys, okay. I think, covered a lot of, of what I was already looking at uh, as far as defense goes. Uh, I think Lennon is a fantastic shout out. Those crosses are an amazing stat for a lot of these defenders. Uh, I know that's... Um, something that we've, we've liked from players like Roldan and Smith as well. Those offensive bonus points from these defenders have been amazing, especially since clean sheets have not been as as common so far. Uh, like having Vines back, I, I think having those two Montreal or, sorry, Vancouver 
the defenders is just a, a must for people who are trying to get switcheroos or autoroos going. It's just so easy to to make that work with a lot of these options. I like uh, Sporting Kansas City as as some options, you, especially if maybe Zussi sneaks back into the picture. Very cheap player there. Super switcheroo that I know Ash is going to love right right here. Questions about Miami, questions about DC. Maybe it's time you let Breck Shea just fall right in there and uh, <laughs> see what happens in a, in a crazy week like this. I don't know. He's he's super cheap. So if you really want to get a differential, uh, that could be a guy that could see some success against DC just because it's been it's been so crazy. Um, that's the, the only kind of weird one I'll throw out there. But otherwise, I think you guys covered a lot of those options. You do realize that that. Uh... LGP is suspended, right? I do, but I'm not counting on a clean sheet. I'm counting on Breck Shea doing something yeah, ridiculous and getting yep. some sort of crazy goal. So enjoy your two. No, it's, I mean, hey, I, I'm not doing it. I'm, I am just, oh, okay, okay. I'm laying out the way for the people to consider just some alternate options for fantasy that that may not have come to someone's mind. Sometimes it's good reason, playing, and that someone might be Breck Shea. You never know. Exactly. You never know. And Higuain does pass the ball sometimes as well. And maybe it's too break shit. So there it goes. He might, he might sprain a thumb on a tweet accident. <laughs> uh, I also have a Cleveland Shuttleworth as a switcheroo. Keeper was a, a very difficult position for me to pick yeah. this week, just with a lot of these these absences there. That's that's a really yeah. tough spot to, to find a lot of us in. Uh, I saw people mentioning in chat something about uh, LA Galaxy and some of their defense, and I'm still just, no. I am no interest in LA Galaxy defense. They have been very leaky in the back, and I could easily see San Jose finding something. I mean, with Kate Cowell and with Wando right there, with with some of those with your options, I could easily see something getting through in that. So I just don't want any part of an LA Galaxy I'll defensive chat line. here for just a hot second with one player. And that's a rock show. Sure. Um, I think there was two games. There's at least one game where he started, obviously listed as a defender, but he started as one of the like top wingers, right? In like a three, three formation. Um, I, I, maybe there, maybe in that situation, I, I could see it. But um, I think if you're banking on LA galaxy defense, I think you're a little too quick to dismiss San Jose. Like you just said, like, they're not missing them. Who Yule and and one other player? They're not missing too many people. And this is before the Galaxy. This was one of the biggest rivalry games, or the sorry, LAFC. This is one of the biggest rivalry games in MLS. So, um, I would. Ex- yeah, but they do have trophies. I mean, <laughs> sure. I I just. Uh, <laughs> he did, he did get eight points last yeah, week. Yeah, I um, I don't know. Araujo would be my kind of devil's advocate. Well, but you could say that the 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 double edge of that sword with Araujo being out of position is that unlike those forward players he's going to lose those those points he's going to lose that clean sheet bonus he, if they score more than one he's going to take those bigger penalties yeah. then i mean the forwards aren't taking any the midfielders just going to lose one but those defenders are going to take those bigger hits so um i mean it's it's entirely possible this this could be like a 2-2 two, two, a 2-3 two, kind of crazy crazy game with what with what happens uh so that is i think there are too many better options for for solid wing backs that are going to have chances at better bonus points than hoping Araujo could could try to get a goal. So, well, and uh, what's his price at? What's, uh, what is six uh, he's six million. Yeah. So he's definitely cheaper. I mean, Vines bad. is six seven. Uh, Smith seven three. Lennon's yeah. seven and, and change. Uh, 
but Fontas is six or seven over with Sporting Kansas City, uh, if you're looking at that. So um, then I also saw somebody else mention Cameron with, with Cincinnati. Uh, he could very well get a whole lot of bonus points. That's That's been a fantastic thing that he's he's earned so far. I, I do, again, wonder that if, if New England starts – getting to a couple of goals, you're going to see those penalties chip away at the bonus points really quick. Um, so he'd be a fun differential if you want to do something like that. Uh, but, but I would, I would not be that bold to go, to go with Cameron with Cincinnati at home against new England though. I will say, does anybody else think it's weird that we don't have a picture of Cameron to put into like, I mean, Surely, picture day. It was raining. Uh, well, I mean, surely we've got something in the archive. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. I'm like, I mean, I, I don't. We don't even have one for Rui Diaz. So that's that's the, the picture situation has been strange. We can get that Columbus logo loaded in super quick, but we can't get like even, like like the new Columbus, the, the new new Columbus logo. Every we can get time they change it, it's updated, but somehow Rui we can't get the picture. So, but no, that's that's a a spiral we're not going to go down. So okay, great. Let's move on to. Midfielders, Ashley. Um, I like Heel. I liked Montero earlier this morning when I started. I don't know how much I like him anymore with the national call-ups. <laughs> um, mostly because Montero has a hefty price tag, and he's the second. He's the one of the only Sunday games, so makes me a little cautious. That's not really a team where I'm like, oh well, if Montero's out, I'll just flip to Alejandro Bedoya. I mean. Um, so I'm a little hesitant there. I like him in that matchup if he's in that matchup. Um, I like Zilla Ryan, although, like I said earlier, I'm just a little nervous with, um, how Columbus isn't scoring from anything else but free kicks. Uh, and then I like Joe Paolo this week. I like him most weeks. I just never find a way to fit him in my lineup since Cleveland came in. Um, so I keep going back and forth on whether or not I want um, Brad Smith because he and I are on a break right now, or if I want Joe Paolo. Um, <laughs> You're on a timeout. Yeah, we're on a timeout. Yeah, I don't make a okay. big deal out of it. Um, I understand. But yeah, I, I, he's just he's still taking all the free kicks. I love hearing Sue Holden. I don't know if you we've said this on the show, but um, my circle of Sounders fan friends hate Nico Ladero from the corners and free kicks and love Joe Paolo. Um, and they mentioned that on the national broadcast this week. And we were just like, Brian Smetzer, are you listening? He's so much better at this. Um, but he's picking up points on those things. So uh, I, I do like him there. And then I'm also looking at maybe a Twessa, looking at that LAFC midfield um, and how they work without K. But that is also kind of lineup dependent for me. Christian. Um, I have Gil. Gil. Jesus. He brings it out of you. Even, even I get that uh, one right. You're rubbing even off Even I me. get that one right. I know. I know. I have heel. Carlos, heel. Uh, I also have Montero. Uh, Zellerayon. Chalk, chalk, chalk. Here's where it doesn't go chalk. I also have Reynoso because he's, he's fixture proof. Um, and you guys are going to groan. But I have um, Julian Gressel right now because... Because, uh, and here's why, um, I'm just imagining chat scrolling up. What the heck are you talking about? Um, like, Flores went out and they put him in at the 10. They put Gressel in at the 10 position. And he, in, what was it, like 70 minutes, earned five attacking bonus points. 
Okay, that's enough for me to go, okay, I don't care if this guy, without a goal, the guy scored like a, what is he? Uh, wait a second, let me just look. Seven. I think he might have had it. Did he have an assist? Mm -mm, didn't score. Nope, he didn't do anything. Okay, so he has five attacking bonus points, another bonus point, and it's two points for playing minutes, and that's that's an eight. I'll take that for 7.8 million, thank you. He's on my bench. So that's my mids. Yeah, those are solid. Uh, Blaine, who are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, I've got the same core with Heal, uh, Jao Paolo, and Zellerion. I think a lot of people are going to end up with those three. Uh, so I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, even if you don't like their matchups quite as well. I think enough people are going to take Zellerion. Columbus isn't scoring from open play, but I think he's a safe bet, especially when you start seeing names like Montiero getting tied with being called up. Um I do have him in my lineup at the moment, but I am waffling on that one a little bit because it is so late as the call-ups go. He was in my first draft because I went all out forward. Um, I think if he's not going to be there, I'm probably going to switch to Crylock. I've seen his name come up in chat, but home game, RSL is playing pretty well. His worst score is a four, and that was the first game of the season for them. Um he's just he's got a lot of potential not too expensive as well so sorry to bet against you guys christian but i think i think he's a okay. good shout at this point and then my last one which i can't believe hasn't been said yet is atuesta for lafc uh new york city's missing a few players potentially we don't know quite what's going to happen there and la has been playing well atuesta is getting enough of the ball if bell is back he makes everybody better if he's not fully fit and doesn't play, Atuesta is going to get more of the opportunities. So I think it's a win-win all around. I think you kind of got to go Atuesta this week, just given all the potential absences all over the place. I think that's one you can kind of bank on getting consistent points. Yeah, I like the Gressel pick. Uh, I actually hadn't thought about him, mostly because I just overlooked DC so so quickly, and and I was looking. Understandable. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was looking over at. Uh, Chicago as as maybe a more differential pick uh, with Blaine the name uh, Stojanovic. Yep, with uh, Stojanovic was was who I was looking. I just like calling to Blaine. Blaine, say it. There we go. Uh, but Stojanovic was was a, a defense. Sorry, a midfielder that I was looking at because uh, of some of his success and again going up with that Montreal exodus for for the call up I, I thought that was a good shot so i'll, I'll definitely give him a plug i had at the west as well uh and i had i know we're going to be talking about bella soon you'd already teased your your pick christian so i was looking at a vela at the west a combination to go up against that potentially just gutted new york city backline i really like that um and i was i was with you ashley with with palo having having jp there in the middle, but after hearing Christian talking more about uh, Minnesota, I, I think he's one that I could easily have have fade quickly just to see. Because again, he's as I mentioned at the top of the show, they are playing on Sunday. You could easily see who Minnesota has, and so I could easily see uh, slotting in a, a Minnesota player instead of of having Palo, and then that gives some more flexibility to do you want to move to a uh, a three. Seattle back line, or if is really Diaz going to be there? You could you could slot him in uh, for for another forward position. So um, 
Yeah, you guys have brought up some good points, but otherwise, I, I think I think you're right. Uh, sort of a, a heel, and then uh, maybe a Zillarion might be a core for a lot of people this week that they're building teams around, and and then see what happens from there. Okay, let's move on to our forward picks since we've already been teasing Vela Christian. You may go first. And this is why I don't have at Westa um, because I'm picking Vela and Rossi. Oh yeah, no. And uh, and uh, I fully expect, frankly, a route. <laughs> uh, and uh, I also have uh, Shallowy because he's the right price and he's due for a price rise. And yes, I may have scored a giant bunch of points last week, but I'm still behind on the budget. So I have to be attentive to that. Um, but Shallowy is a decent shout because he is really – it's like shallowy of like, what was it like three years ago, you know, when he just could not miss the net, you know? Um, and then he took a little hiatus, but yeah, I'm happy to see him really producing now. It's really very exciting to me. So even though he's like our arch rival, you know, I'm still picking him. Blank. Yeah. Well, you just lead right into that. You should get on sporting's Twitter and see all the fans. Shallowy is back has been trending. As a big thing. Um, yeah, a few years ago, he was a 10-10 player. Uh, you don't find too many of those in the younger crowd. And he's a 10-10 player that cost the team 150 grand for the year. Um, right now, yeah. I mean, with, with Polito out, he's going to get more opportunities. I don't know if that helps or hurts his overall value for fantasy. That's a good question. Because um, Polito is just doing so much for this team. But I think Shallowy can get get some stuff done still. I think you kind of got to take him this week. I've got him there. I've also got Vela. Um, as long as he starts, I'm going with it. I I don't see where the game the game's early enough. You can roll to some other players. You've got players behind him. Chicharito's still behind him. Uh, Diego Rubio's behind him for a later game if you want to go with the cheaper option. Uh, Rubin's still there for the last game of the weekend or Saturday. You've got some options if Vela doesn't start, but I expect him to start. And then my third one's kind of up in the air. I started looking through the international call-ups and I've, I've kind of dumped Chicharito off of this team. I want to see who starts. That game is early enough that I don't think I have to make a hard decision. I've got some fallbacks there, but I'm kind of starting to fade Chicharito just because if, Dos Santos and Legette are out. I just don't know where the possession is going to come from, from the Galaxy. And if they don't have the possession, I don't see Chicharito getting the bigger scores. I just, I don't. So that's why I said Rubio and Rubin are ones there. And because chat's just kind of talking about it and Ashley started it, I have half a mind to put Zardes in my team for the first time this year. Because I think this... Don't do it! You're not scoring Blaine! You jinxed it. Uh. Yeah, so I, I don't know that that Toronto game is just so tempting to go full full in on Zardes, do the Zardes and Zella, and just see what happens. Um, but I just don't. I don't know if I can do it yet. I just I haven't seen it from Zardes. Like I'm not feeling it. Sure. My favorite player. Like I have a different favorite player every year that like got stuck on Zardes for a while. Uh, favorite player right now, or kind of a toss up between Dahomey and Stojanovic. So that's why I'm fading Zardes so much. I've got other favorites right now, and 
maybe I've got to do it and just experiment with it. I'm not making Champions League, so maybe it's Zardes captain time. I don't know. It's clearly Stojanovic because that's more fun for me to have you say. <laughs> yep. Ashley. Um, I, you know, call-ups have changed a lot of things, like I said, that I started this morning. Um, I like Bella. I'm looking at the lineups for Chicharito. Like I said, I feel like it's his first rivalry game. He's at home. I don't want to completely say no to him, um, but it's going to take a, a pretty crappy San Jose lineup and shockingly impressive Galaxy lineup, I think, for me to keep him. Um, I am looking at Raul Rui Diaz. He scored six and seven. The night game's not scaring me when it comes to him. Um, it, but it's making me cautious with, with the, some of the midfielders and stuff. I'm also considering Higuain and I don't know why. I don't know. I can't. Miami is so hit or miss. Bad. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. but so's DC. I just, I don't know. Well, we'll see if I actually follow through with that. I think it's just something that I want to do that I know I shouldn't do. Um, and then Christian, and I talked about this. I'm also flirting with the bow as a striker idea um like i also said i don't think cincinnati's as bad as we always tell reed that they are um so i don't know if i want if i have the courage to um but he's put up two good weeks and they're not missing that many people in new england so um we'll see how i feel with that too i i don't think i'll have the courage to do that but i want to try Cincinnati's just better with Acosta. That's that's what it comes down to. They're better with Acosta. Yeah, so when, when they really are. When they can do really when, when they can have any kind of relief in midfield, he got a being able to give it to Acosta. So he's like, he's ready to go. I know, right? It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's it's pretty awesome indeed. Um there was something you said that else I was gonna comment about, but I got distracted by I think about Cincinnati. So do what? Robo shoulder distracted you? Robo shoulder distracted me, yeah. Yeah, it uh to, oh, um, no, so the, the thing about DC that you're thinking, yes, Miami is is bad. DC, you could make an argument for one, they have a forward that doesn't work in their system with, with Kamara needing service and not many people who can give him that service probably beyond consistent service, maybe beyond Gressel. And then two, the, the injuries and just the exhaustion that this new oh system has put into DC. So, so yes, DC is bad bad but you could maybe even almost say for right now they've got some some fitness hurdles and recovery hurdles that they could then maybe be okay miami doesn't really have that excuse they've they've just been bad so so that's that's the caveat but again i still think it's fine to to bet against dc because they are still injured and they are still trying to get a handle on on this right and they're on the road um but that's that's what's calling you to Miami is like DC, DC. But I think I would rather go with a Gressel differential than a Higuain differential if I'm picking from that game. Yeah, I, you know, DC, their their defense is not that bad. I mean, Mm-mm. I mean, they were peppering offensively the other night yeah. and just could not Philly could not. I yeah. thought for sure that they were going to get a goal in in that second half and just. They it, they stopped Philly. Um, they stopped somebody else uh, pretty good the week before. Can't remember because I'm old. Um, but I just think that that DC has a lot of good pieces. I like the Gressel pick only because um, bonus points. 
Yeah, bonus okay. points, has a floor <laughs> at the 10 position. And let me just say this, I reserve the right to take back any of these picks yep. during the week. We, of course. It says that at the bottom, right? When we start this show, is that not? Does it do that? Is there not a disclaimer at the bottom? Is, that should be on a constant scroll. Lead. It probably should be. No, I'll, I'll see if I can see if I can do that. <laughs> the budget, the budget for next year. Uh, and don't forget, Bobby Boswell told me when I messaged him that yeah. th to check back with him after ten weeks and see if he is still playing, and then he would come on the show. So yeah. we can't, we don't want to bash DC too much because we might have Bobby Boswell on the show. So be I'm nice. Not and we'll let him. I, I'm not bashing DC. Nobody's is. That's what I just said. Let's let's not bash <laughs> yeah. DC. Not, all right. Yeah. Uh, on producer Anders, if we had one, would be waving like flags and shooting fireworks at us right now. So let's move on to our switcheroo options, Christian. Oh shoot! Uh, I have to scroll down. Okay. Um, really quick, uh, Lindsay from uh, SKC is only four point nine. Is if you like their their defense, he's a good option. Williams, if you like Columbus's defense. Uh, is only five mil. Um, Buchanan, he's, he put up like a 10 last week. Um, he's only six mil and he's on the right wing, I believe. Uh, I actually put Cameron down here because why the hell not? I'm brown nosing, right? He, he, uh, probably, I, he has a good shot at value, I'd say, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's going to rise in price yeah. no matter what happens this week. So he's five, 5.9 uh, if you want, want to take a chance. So. There are tons of players I had on that list before that I took off so that I could let other people talk. So go ahead. Ashley. Um, I like Rubio. Um, but I now I feel like now that I listen to Christian talk about Minnesota, I'm gonna like rethink that because I'm gonna think that they're gonna be so good and stuff. So um and maybe they are is that Rubio? Is that Rubin? Oh sorry, yes, Rubin. Oh, okay. Well, Ruby is his first right. Episode. We, he and I are on a first name basis. I that I should make it. And why wouldn't yeah. he be? With um, like you know, he scored another goal. I, I just I'm I'm kind of paying attention to that RSL match. I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, I still am here for Caden Clark. I know we've stopped talking about them. Their young kid hype has kind of died down, but he's still pretty inexpensive with a pretty good point average, um, weekly point average. So I'm looking at him for a switcher option this week as a midfielder. Um, mostly just for budget. Uh, we talked about Stojanovic, but he came in as a sub. He looked like 31 minutes last week, and I don't know enough about Chicago to know why. Um, so that's just something I'm paying attention to as I'm considering him for a bench option is just, is he starting? And that, I mean, that goes with everyone, obviously. But um, I think a general rule for teams this week is not to be married to a lineup because – you, you got to have some options in mind for if this person's not starting, what do you do? Or if all their center backs are, are out, what do you do? Um, and so I don't think you should get super attached to anybody necessarily this week. Um, but Stojanovic is one where if he's starting, I'm considering him for my bench. Excellent. Blaine. Yeah. I mean, shallow is the guy we talked up. I just, I don't know. I throw him down here as a switcheroo just because I, I don't know what he's going to do without Polito. Stojanovic, just because of his price, is an easy bench option. You can put more money somewhere else and see what he does. Um, I like the other Rubio for Colorado as a switcheroo option um, if, you're looking, mm -hmm. if you're looking for one. And then along with him, if you need a midfielder instead of a forward, uh, Barrios has quietly been coming mm -hmm. on strong lately. I know Reed takes the head. 
What? He, he came from Dallas. So that yeah, might be a little Dallas. This is a revenge mm-hmm. game, yep. Um, he's quietly been putting up steady numbers. Um, surprisingly strong recently. Got a slow start, but his his average over his last few games has been much, much better. Uh, don't uh, I agree with Reed. He never it's a trick. It's he, a trick. You put him in your team and he'll get a two. Yeah, he never does anything for me when I have him. So I've always done it. But that's why you put him on the bench. He, he believes he lives in the bench. Like, because if he gets you a two, you never have to worry about it. You just skip it. But it's really hard to argue with an eight and a nine in his last two games. And then the one before that's Reed's patented two. Like he just, but he's only got one, two this season. So he's getting better. Maybe getting away from Dallas is helping him, but no, Barrios is your quintessential bench pick, switcheroo pick. Um, and I really think at home versus Dallas is a great chance, a great time to really bring him in. I had Barrios too, by the way. He was in place of Gressel before I switched. You make you all make fair points, and I will also throw in right now because I think Tyler and Chat will explode if we don't say him. Uh, Donovan Pines did sub back in in the last DC game, so potentially Donovan Pines could be a a value option if you want to go with DC versus Miami. Uh, I don't, but. Like I said, I think Tyler was literally going to explode if we didn't say Donovan Pines. So there we go. Captain picks. Blaine. Oh, you make me go first. Um, I did. I I just copy-pasted from last week. It's Carlos Heel is your captain pick. Although I, I could be swayed. I saw what he did last weekend. It could be time to bring back always Captain Vela. Um I think this matchup is worth yeah, 60 it minutes to consider. Plan. I know, but he that 60 minutes on his way back to 90. You Everybody goes through those short ones. Mm-hmm. And he got seven points in, I think, 59 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even get the extra point for playing 60 minutes in the game. He got a seven, had an assist. That means he picked up three bonus points in 59 minutes. That's a, a solid return. I don't know, given his price, I... That's why I think you got to take him as the price. I, I want to see the lineups. I love your note, Ashley. I mean, Brad Smith. I'm just going to see. I'm going to do it until it hits, and then I'll change it. No, I'm going to Captain Carlos Hill because if I captained him last week, I would have had a much different week. I would have beat Reed. I would feel better about myself. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that just the form he's in, and the team he's playing with, on the road or not, I just think it's hard to look away. There's there's not a, a player for me that stands out as more obvious, but sometimes that's not the the most obvious isn't always the best choice. But um, I think this week it's got to be heel. Christian. Well, I have heel down there, um, but I don't like captaining necessarily an away player. Yeah, same. But. You know, it's against Cincinnati. Kind I mean, if it. you want to double down on Seattle defense, I'm going to double dog dare you to triple down and Captain Brad Smith. That's not happening. It's not never, happening. never. I'm not happening. trying to ruin your fantasy league hopes either, Christian. I'm just joking. Just joking. I climbed my way yeah. to this point. You I'm not going it. to purposely tank it. Um, so, uh, I do have a secondary pick, and that would be Montero. 
self-explanatory go ahead <laughs> yeah i like i like montero just that, that question about him getting called up is the only thing that's that has me caution uh i would also go with heel as well um but i, I share your trepidation of having a captain on and away player I, but but cincinnati uh does definitely give opportunities for i haven't looked at the the shot stats for this past week um but but they tend to give ample opportunities for for scoring and heel at the number nine is is something that we can we can usually count on all right well thank you everybody for sharing your picks for those of you listening to us tonight and for those listening on the podcast i hope that has helped you uh, get those creative juices going maybe share open up some new ideas or help reinforce your picks that you're debating about with your own superstitions uh that's all that we have for the show tonight so let's move on to our plugs christian i got nothing except for the discord that's a great one to plug blaine nothing just thanks to the team at discord for doing all the work today ashley yeah i mean i got nothing i'm trying to be uh, better at my discording i say that every week um and i don't know if i'm getting better but i'm trying and then you can just find me on twitter savage heart that's all good. Well, I will, of course, as always, plug MLSFantasyBoss.com. I will plug our amazing Patreon community. If you want to learn more about how to be involved in supporting our podcast and becoming uh, a patron and getting access to the perks that go along with that, you can head over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash M-L-S-F-I to find out more about that. Uh, you can also head over to, of course, the Discord, but there's also the uh, the subreddit r slash MLS where we do have rate my team posts though the auto post is not working right now so you can just push your rate my team in the in the main thread that's fine there uh, but the rant thread as well and just general questions and tips get posted there as well so a lot of ways to be involved in this community and share and learn and uh, thank you so much for everyone who has uh, participated so far and welcome any new ones who wish to participate in the future but that's all that we have for tonight and as always good luck mm-hmm.